Hey there, and welcome to Busting Out of Breast Cancer, the show that has a straight talking about surviving and thriving breast cancer using the SMILE method. I'm Shannon Burroughs, your host for the show. I'm a breast cancer survivor, thriver, and recovery coach, also a business strategist empowering other women to smile in the face of adversity, including breast cancer, to disengage from their limiting beliefs and start living their lifestyle by design to become the best version of themselves. I found my purpose at the intersection of passion and pain while navigating my own breast cancer journey and became the person I couldn't find. There's a big gap between the medical and fitness industries that I'm trying to fill. I specialize in cancer exercise to help you navigate your own journey. On this show, we share survivor stories and talk about thriving on life, not just surviving. Happy New Year and welcome back to the show. I hope everyone had a safe and happy holiday. We are kicking off 2022 with an amazing breastie that I met in 2021. Thank you to social media. She also has a passion for fitness and helping other survivors become thrivers. She has a remarkable story that I can't wait for you to hear. So without further ado, let's welcome Jen DeVoe to the show. Welcome, Jen. Thank you so much for being here. I am so excited to be here. I love sharing my story and hoping to help other women because I know when I was diagnosed, I was searching for this and I wanted to be connected with people that were getting through it in a really positive way. Yes. It's, I mean, that's a huge thing. I know we've had a discussion and, and also you have a firm belief in mindset and belief. And those of you that have been listening to my podcast for the last year know that that is number one, first and foremost is mindset. Like getting a diagnosis is, you know, horrible to begin with. And it really just kind of shifts everything. And that's all you can think about is the negativity in it. But if you can just shift your mindset and your beliefs, I think that just makes a world of difference. Yes. Thousand percent. Yeah. So tell me you were just newly diagnosed. Yeah. So I was diagnosed in February of 2021, actually two twenty one twenty one. I'm such a numbers girl, which is weird, yeah. but yeah. So it was, I, you know, I went, went in for my routine mammogram and they called me back. And I remember even getting that phone call. I was like, I was sitting on the couch with Drew and Darren and they called and, and I was like, Oh, okay. No big deal. Cause I know <laughs> this happens a lot. And I was like, there's no way that anything could be wrong for those that, I mean, you don't know this. We've been dealing with cancer. I've been dealing with cancer in my life for many, many, many years. My husband was diagnosed with brain cancer in 2009, and he's had three brain surgeries, two big, massive rounds of chemo and radiation in 2011. We thought we were going to lose him. Like it's been my whole, like our marriage has Mm. been him with cancer and he has this incredible attitude and he's doing well, but I mean, I've learned a lot from him and we're husband and wife. So when they call me and say, Hey, you know, you need to come back. We're seeing something. I'm like, Oh, okay. I'm thinking it's gotta be nothing. Right. And then on the phone, she said, do you want to know which breast it is? And I was like, sure. <laughs> and in my head, I know I was like, it's my left. I know it's my left. She's going to say my left. And she said, it's your left. And I was like, Oh, Okay. All right. And you know, I I was like, it was like for the next week, I was not worried. I thought that was weird, really weird that intuitively I knew it was my left thought that was strange because I've never felt anything. There was never a lump or anything that I noticed, but that I knew that was so crazy. So I went to my repeat mammogram and you, and it's a diagnostic mammogram at this point where, you know, you could potentially be there for a long time. So they go do the, they do the everything all at once. And you know, you're going to get your results that day. That's at least how they do it here. So you go in for the mammogram. If they still see it, then they do the ultrasound. If they see something there, then you see the doctor. 
So I go in for the repeat mammogram and she doesn't find it at first in the first two pictures. I'm like, sweet. And then the third one, she's like, oh, there it is. So she said, I'm going to show it to my doctor. I'll be right back. She's like, yes, we do need you to go back for the, um, uh, the, uh, um, why can't I think of the word? Ultrasound. Ultrasound. Oh, <laughs> words, By the way, words, are got, hard. <laughs> uh, words are hard, especially when you've had COVID. Okay. So yes, bear with me. Exactly. Um, oh my God. It's insane. So, uh, I go back for the ultrasound and I start getting a little bit nervous there and like a little bit panicky. And I can see that she's like in a, an area for a really long time. And she kind of has this look on her face and I'm like, Hmm, this just doesn't seem good. And I'm like, I think I'm like starting to sweat a little bit. My hands are getting all sweaty. And, and then she said, I'll be back in with the doctor. And she left. And I was like, this is not good because so she just left you, you sitting in there. She, yeah. And you know that if you're about to see the doctor, right. That's not good. Right. Because you don't see the doctor unless they see something. Right. So the doctor comes in and with the sad look on his face, really nice guy, but just like, very like, you're like, you're going to die. You know what I mean? Like it's just awful, awful, sad look. And he's like, so we're seeing something and I'm like, okay. And he's like, I'm, I'm concerned. You're, you haven't felt anything. And I'm like, no. And he's like, okay. I, I, you know, I really do think there's a chance this can be can this could be cancer. And I'm like, okay. He's like, do you have any questions? I'm like, nope. All I wanted to do was get, the get out. out of right. there. So I, I leave and this is COVID time. So, you know, I can't have anybody there with me and I get in the car and I'm like, I just want to get home to Darren and Drew. And so I come home and I'm still not worried. I'm thinking in my head, there's no way husband and wife can both have cancer. Like there's no way, like it's not possible. And I talked with my neighbor. This is another really weird, crazy part of my story is that before my diagnosis, I was like that next week, I was having a party at my house for my neighbor directly next door who just finished treatment for breast cancer. I was having like a party for her. And I call her, I'm like, oh my gosh, uh, they said they might see something or they see something and they, have to, they want to do a biopsy. She's like, well, at least they didn't call you back to do the biopsy right away. I'm like, exactly. You're right. Get home within 20 minutes of me being home. They call me and they're like, you need to come in ASAP. The doctor looked at this, looked at this more and we are 95% sure it's going to be cancer. I lost it. Now this is all just from a routine mammogram, right? Cause you said you didn't feel right. anything. Yeah. Right. So very important. Early detection does save lives, my friends. Yeah. Yes. I totally agree with that. So yeah, if I wouldn't have had that mammogram, I don't, yeah, I don't know what I would have done. And I kind of, I hadn't had it scheduled. I was actually about a week late, but I, like I said, I'm a numbers girl. I kept seeing the number 1111 for like months prior to that. And I'm like, what is the universe trying to tell me? Sure. So I scheduled a mammogram anyway. So it was, it's a, uh, grade two, stage one. So stage one, grade two invasive ductal carcinoma. So it, everything just kind of happened so fast. After so fast. That. Yep. Yeah. It's a whirlwind. So with that diagnosis, what was their, um, what was their plan for you? Yeah, it's interesting. So when they called me, uh, and finally said it is breast cancer, it's, um, it's her two negative PR ERP are positive. 
She said, um, you know, we have you meet with a team of doctors. It's a long day and you're going to meet with a breast surgeon an oncologist, a radiation oncologist, a nutritionist. And you just basically have to plan to be here for the whole day. And I'm like, she's like, unless do you have somebody else? Do you, but do you have an oncologist? I'm like, no. So I just went pocket? with that. Right. And I'm a total researcher completely like anything, any struggle or anything that my family is going through. I sit, take a step back and I do my research, which is so important. Totally. And for this, I didn't at first, I was just listening to what they were telling me. And I was like, okay, yeah, just set it up. And then, um, I remember I woke up that next day. I was really scared. Like in the beginning, it was just like fear. You know, you think like the worst and I woke up that next morning and I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I need to get back to me. Like my mornings are really important. I, I journal, I listen, like those things are everything. So I just started journaling my experience. And then I started doing research and I'm like, I don't want to just go with doctors that they give me. I need to do the research. So I had people contact me and I got with the best breast surgeon. I knew it when I walked into a room, I was like, Dr. Karn, I'm like, if you need to take my breasts, like whatever you need to do, my husband has brain cancer. Like I need to live And And she's like, girlfriend, you're going to be fine. And I was like, nice. oh, you know what I mean? Like, that's my personality. I need somebody to say like, oh, no big deal. Like, right. I don't, I don't want the poor Jen. And I told social media, you know, I, I am big on social media. I told everybody, I'm like, I don't want you talking behind my back and saying, poor Jenny, I don't want you coming to me and telling me about your aunt or cousin or grandma that died from it. Right. I want nothing negative. I want girlfriend. You are going to kick ass. Like that was all I wanted. That's what I want. Yep, exactly. That's, it's yeah. so huge. That is mm-hmm. so huge because so many people, and I think it's just human nature to kind of respond like that and be like, Oh my God, yeah. I'm so sorry. It's like, okay. Yeah. But I'm good. Like I got this, like, right. Excuse me. Like cancer, you did, you mess with the wrong person. Like I got right. this. Yes. Thank you, cancer. Cause it did teach me a lot of things, which I'm sure, you know, for you as well, I want yeah. to start considering your water, my friend. What's the water no, you guys are drinking I already did. There? I already did. I know. <laughs> right. And so you don't even know the, the, so her, and then the one next to her was also diagnosed. What? And then there's two other people in the back neighborhood with breast cancer. It's crazy. So there's five of us that I know of, and who knows if there's more and it's not like a huge neighborhood. So I know Shalene, my girlfriend, Shalene is like, uh, why aren't you moving? Right. <laughs> like, exactly. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'd be like, so, oh, yeah. is your son worried? No, he's not a worrier. And neither is my husband, which is weird. And he's got cancer. And I think I truly believe I changed my water. So don't worry. I'm not, I do have a whole system okay, that good. I use. <laughs> I had my, I had my whole house checked. I've had all everything done, but, um, Darren, it's so interesting. He's taught me so much because through his diagnosis and he's got a, he's got a grade four. Um, it's not a great diagnosis and brain cancer is just not good in general, but his attitude has always been like, I'm going to be fine. Like his doctor at one point gave him 18 months to live. And he honestly, the weird thing about him is he didn't really make many changes. So when I was diagnosed and I was like, how can I control this? Mm-hmm. What can I do to help myself? I believe in combining both. I've talked with women who do not do any, they don't do the surgery. They don't do the radiation and chemo and they're here today. And they worked on their whole, you know, like Lifestyle. everything inside. Yep. And, um, I think that's incredible. 
And then I, I, women, I see people that just like my husband that just go through the treatment and they don't really do anything else, but their belief and what they're doing and what choice they make is so freaking powerful. It's everything. So if, if you're on a medication or you're doing a treatment that you don't believe in, it might not work. Or if you're like, I don't dare, or if you're like, um, I'm going to just do it on my own, but you don't fully believe that you can do it on your own. You should then add in treatment. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where I was. I feel like I can, I I could do both. You know, chemo was on the table for me, but talking with my oncologist, she knows how healthy I am. We decided, you know, the route of, I did surgery. So lumpectomy, not a mastectomy. And then I did um, radiation. I did. And then I shut down my ovaries and I actually just did have my ovaries removed and now I'm on hormone blocking meds. So that's my whole, what I've done. Which is amazing. And I, I really try to emphasize and educate and empower other women that they really can, can take control of their life. Like change, change the foods, change your lifestyle, exercise more. Like you legit can cure so many things of chronic diseases, you know, diagnosis of chronic diseases with just your food, exercise and sleep. Agreed. That's a thousand percent. Like, you know, what's so funny too, is I was, everybody's like, I don't understand because you're, I was already into fitness and health. I mean, that's what I did. I would coach people in that. And they're like, I don't understand like how this can happen to you. But, you know, I was the healthy one that was more worried about fitting into those skinny jeans. And, you know, I was eating a lot of protein and no fiber, no fruits, no car, you know, like my, what I was eating was strictly more for my size rather than for my health mm-hmm. and the cells, uh, you're, like your yeah. mitochondria. Yep. Totally. And then, um, my fitness was to kill myself in the gym and I wasn't doing anything extra. I was very stressed and, you know, with having my husband who he's doing great, his attitude is incredible, but he has short-term memory issues. And there's, that's always in the back of my mind of like, well, when is this going to come back? Cause it is one day. Sure. And so I constantly had that stress. So me changing my diet, I completely changed my diet, completely changed my workouts. And I really worked on, um, where I worked with an energy healer, acupuncture. I just knew that I needed to get my, myself, the inside, like my soul. I just need to get everything within me on track and healthy. I feel exactly. And I feel like for me, I feel like cancer entered my life for a season because it was there to teach me something. It was there to teach me to, even though, yes, I'm in fitness, right. I was training and even though I'm diagnosed, there's that big gap between the fitness and medical industries. And so for me, I was like, this is teaching you number one, to slow your roll mm-hmm. because you need to dial back. Don't let stress take over because stress is your number one killer, right? For, for all diseases. And it made me really step back and be like, this is not worth it. And mm-hmm. to really, you know, research again, research the importance of sleep and how important sleep is. That's like the, that secret pillar that I use when I do my coaching of the smile method, which is simply making individual lifestyle enhancements. And that's one of them. But first and foremost is mindset. Like we just talked about is the huge, yeah. huge, huge, like, and then do the things that you can control, right? Switch mm-hmm. your lotions, switch your perfumes, switch your, you know, all the different things that you don't think about. I've met so many amazing survivors that have really educated me 
on specific products and, you know, things to stay away from what to look for and, you know, keep out of your product. So it is life altering. I mean, then you can go to the total extreme where like you change everything in your house, like you're cleaning your products and this, that, whatever. I'm like, I got to one thing at a time here. <laughs> I know, you know, it's so funny is people will say to me because I've changed a lot and I've gotten a little bit, you know, light or easier on things. But I mean, they're like, well, what about your lashes or your nails? Like I would get my nails done. And, and I'm like, you know what? You also got to live your life. Yes. If it makes you, if it makes you happy, right. You have to do it. I remember too. I don't know if this is, um, something that happened to you too, but I love date night with my husband having a bottle of wine. I love girls night, having cocktails, like not that I have an problem with drinking, but I enjoy it. And it was fun. And, and I, all of a sudden, you know, people were coming at me all over, like saying, you cannot drink. You cannot drink the medication I was going to be taking. Like you do not drink. I was, I talked to my doctor. I'm like, so I just can't be me anymore. Like Darren and I love a glass of red wine, like a good glass of bread. Like I can't do this. And they're like, Oh, occasionally. And so at first I was like, wait, you know what? I don't know. It just, that upset me a little bit. And I remember talking with my, um, energy healer. She's like a therapist to me too. And she said, here's the deal, Jen. If something makes you happy, then why not? She's right. like, if you're sitting alone at home drinking, cause you're sad or depressed, that's probably not so good. But if you're out with your girlfriends and you want to enjoy a cocktail with them and you know, sitting there, not enjoying it would upset you more. It's about like what you said, stress, like you want to, the, the joy in our lives is more important than anything else in your happiness. Exactly. And again, yeah. it goes back to, you know, what's going to make you happy, your mindset and belief. Yeah. Prime example of like, are you going to sit there and you're going to be stressed out because you can't do this? You can't do that. No, that's miserable. Right. That's completely defeating the purpose. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, change your food, fix your food. You get your exercise yep. in. you realize you don't have to be, you know, hardcore an hour a day working out. You're like, no, nope. I just, I mean, you had a lumpectomy. I had a double mastectomy and I have several um, listeners that have had double mastectomies. Um, and so for us, it's working on range of motion and, you know, stre- the proper stretches and strength exercises, because you cannot, until you have a certain amount of range of motion, you can't incorporate, incorporate weights again. Mm-hmm. So that's like a huge thing, like a bunch of wall walks and things like that. So that, uh, those are the things that we can control, right? So focus yes, on those. absolutely. <laughs> I totally agree with that. I do find myself. So you were HR and PR positive, right? Correct. Did you have any, so for me, I was 90% estrogen driven, 40% progesterone driven mm. and my symptoms, I didn't have, I didn't have a lump. I just did a routine exam only because I missed one year, but I was having mm-hmm. feelings of anxiety and high blood pressure, which is a side effect of your progesterone levels dropping, which in hindsight, looking back, I had to have in vitro to have my daughter because my progesterone levels are so low. My body already thought I was going into menopause at 34 ish, whatever years old. Mm-hmm. And so for six days, I had those feelings of like anxiety and high blood pressure. And that's what got me into the doctor. So now when I start having those feelings, because now I'm going into that fun season of perimenopause. <laughs> so, you know, I get those feelings of like, oh my God. And then immediately, immediately I think, oh my God, I have cancer again. And then I'm like, no, Shannon, dial it back. Don't stress yourself out. This is just your hormones. You have to realize where you are. And so like, I don't know about you. I know you worry about your husband, but like, do you ever worry about your breast cancer coming back? You know, of course, you know, it's, but not that much. 
I really don't. I feel like I, here's what I feel. I feel like if it does, then I should have probably done chemo and I just do that. I'm not, but I'm not worried about it. I feel like whatever happens, I can get through it, mm -hmm. but I don't think it will because of the changes I made. I don't know. I mean, nobody knows. And that's the thing that I try to tell people is we cannot, you don't know if you're going to get in your car today, you know, sadly, you just nothing. You, right. We just don't know what's going to happen in life. So if I do, if it comes up, I let that go right away. Yes. I work a lot on my thoughts and my beliefs. Um, interesting though, when you were talking about the ERP or positive, so I was I think like a hundred percent estrogen and it was like 98% progesterone. So the year prior I was feeling, or not the year, maybe it was even six months. I was, my periods were all messed up. They were like going on forever. I went to my doctor, I was on progesterone, but it was weird because they, I just feel like they weren't, didn't really know the right amount that I should be on. And it would, it would like my periods were really bad. And then all of a sudden the periods would go away. Like it was so out of whack, but mm -hmm. I did take progesterone for a while. And sometimes I wonder if that didn't, and I was on testosterone too, because my testosterone was really low as well. So my progesterone was dropping and my testosterone was really low, but my estrogen was high. So I was estrogen dominant. Yep. Um, so they were playing around with that, you know, but who knows? <clears throat> I wonder if that wasn't part of it, but I, I wonder like the same thing. Yeah. Cause I had to go through in vitro to have my daughter. Right. And so pumping myself up with all those hormones, <clears throat> you know, I do attribute, I do attribute that to my breast cancer. So it is yeah. interesting when you think about it. And I have found that, um, a lot of breast cancers are, you know, women, we end up being estrogen dominant. And then yeah. that took me down an entire pathway of like being estrogen dominant and like the foods to eat and not, you know, what not to eat and like what to focus on. And it's a whole thing. I know I sent yeah. you, um, a link to a website that I'm sure, you're going to have a field day with that. But, I um, yeah, I looked at so it, it, it is pretty, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's really mm -hmm. neat once you can, once you can control your thoughts, control your mindset and in your lifestyle, how much you can do to change your life to prevent this outcome again. And yes. I, I'm the same as you. Like, <laughs> do I focus on like, Oh my God, is my cancer going to come back? I mean, we had a previous conversation. Neither one of us have cancer in our family. Right. And we're both fitness professionals. So how crazy is that? Right. I do think I would say that I would say that my fear and worry over my husband, this could have happened because of that, Stress, you know, yeah. it's left, they say with left-sided, that's the emotional side of it. It's, it's more, yeah. I mean, who knows, but I, I think that Plato, I don't, well, who knows? I mean, it's not even something that you can think about, but what you said just a second ago, when people come to me and they are concerned with fear, the worry of it coming back, of course, it's all normal, but I feel like the fear and the worry happens more with people who aren't taking initiative and steps into healing themselves. Right. You know, like I see so many people that go through cancer treatments and then they stop after that. And they don't, and that's truly when the real healing should start. And so, you know, I think if they're not getting their fitness on track and their health and their nutrition and their mindset and, you know, doing things to help them, those people are going to have a little bit more fear where that's, I think why I don't have the worry and fear. 
Right. Because those people are <laughs> staying stuck in the store. This is going to be a beautiful transition into your book. So I think that um, those people end up being stuck in their story rather than yeah. being stuck on their story. And right. yes, you can go through the treatment. And if you're not doing your research, like you have to remember that, that our, our doctors, our medical team, and I do love that you guys had a team rather than, you know, onesie, twosie here and there. And the fact that you had a nutritionist, I think that's fantastic. But um, you have to do your own research too, because I refuse, I told you, I refuse chemo. I refuse, uh, um, I'm sorry, not chemo. I refused radiation and tamoxifen. Um, I did my own research and the reasons for that behind that. That doesn't mean that's for everybody. I'm just saying that you need to take control of your life right from the beginning of diagnosis. But just because you go through the treatments of that doesn't mean that that stops. You have to make those lifestyle changes where when you're empowering yourself to take control of your life and, and to make those lifestyle changes, then you can be on your story rather than yes. stuck in your story. Cause you're like, I own this. I screw you cancer. No, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, Thank you for the, for the memo. I'm going to make the changes. Thank you very much. I got this. Um, and we'll move on from there. So being stuck on your story is definitely more powerful. And with that being said, you have your own book coming out. Yes. I am so excited about this. I'm it's funny. Too. It, it was, it started out as like, I wanted to do this for many years. In fact, Darren and I wrote one together, which we've never published. Um, and it will come out one day, but we just kind of stopped but, uh, I knew like the second I was diagnosed with this, I knew that this was going to be, I was going to have purpose behind this craziness. Mm -hmm. yep. And I've always wanted to write a book. And at first it was just going to be, and I don't know exactly how it's going to come out yet. It's going to be coming out on my year anniversary to 21, but I believe that we'll have an audible. Um, I think it's going to be more of an, where people can, you know, uh, access it through like an ebook or have it print a, a printable version. So I've been have it all different ways, but this is such a passion of mine, but it's, it's people who are newly diagnosed going through breast cancer. Like now what, what do I do? And it's really talking about the mindset belief. And, you know, I even talk in there about how to talk to your kids and then it's getting through your diagnosis with nutrition and exercise and just funneling your feelings. Cause there's so many feelings going on. And then life after diagnosis and your new normal. And what does it look like now? But then I also share other women. So I didn't have chemo and, um, you know, I didn't have a full mastectomy. So I'm sharing other women's story as well that have experienced that. So this book is going to, it's going to be kind of like, depending on what level they're going through, they're going to go to it and be like, okay, I need this part of it. And it's really going to walk them through a diagnosis. And then the ending so powerful is sharing stories of hope again from other women who have gone through it. It's like every time I get a new email with a new story, it just brings me so much joy because you hear about these people who have just overcome, beat all odds. And I think that is powerful is to put these positive things in your head when you're going through something. So I'm so excited about it. Yes. The breasties club, the club that you never wanted to be a part of, but now you can't imagine not being in the club because everyone exactly. is so amazing and, and empowering. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. The people that I've met are just incredible. And the things that I've been able to be part of, like I asked a question too, in my social media, I'm like, uh, if you, for those that are diagnosed, if you could go back and change it or like, are you, are you okay that you were diagnosed? Are you mad that you're diagnosed? Like, how are you feeling? And I, it's a weird thing because my husband is like, I'm so glad I was diagnosed. He's happy. He was because he's this new person. And I feel like for me, 
I'm okay with it. Like, because it's changed me. There's been so much growth that has happened. Yes. Do I wish it happened? No, I guess. Right. Right. <laughs> but, but what it's done for me and the people yes. I've met because of it and what I've learned because of it is super powerful. Agreed, so that's 100%. kind of where I am with that. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I, I couldn't agree with you more on that. It's 100%. Am I happy? I was diagnosed. I had to go through a double mastectomy and I have no feeling in my chest. I can never do pushups again. No, I'm not happy about that at all. Yeah. However, I am grateful for the lessons that I've learned. I am grateful for finding my purpose. I am grateful for removing toxic people and things out of my life yes. um, and being okay with that. I'm okay yeah. with saying no. Now I'm yes. okay with saying no. Yes. You know what? This doesn't serve me. I'm good. I'm really good. Yeah. Thank you. You know what? Yep. I actually, you know, I had to eliminate my best friend. I, yeah, you know, same, weirdly same. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? Yeah. And, I, I try to be positive in the sense of like, you know, after, after being hurt, you know, yeah. about it, just like, and you know what the crazy thing was, is we've been best friends for mm, since two, 2007, 2008-ish. Mm. And I was diagnosed in 2017. And, uh, I did, I didn't even cry. Wow. I didn't even cry. I just, I just immediately stopped communication. Cause I was like, if you cannot even walk into my house and ask me how I'm doing as I'm having a drain sitting off of me and you just want to talk about yourself, like I'm good. I'm good. It is. It's crazy how people respond to this. And, um, it is crazy. Like I remember when I was so, or when I was first diagnosed, I was so worried that I was going to be like, I, I almost was mourning the person I was prior to my diagnosis. Cause I knew I would be different. And I fought that change for a little bit. And now I look back and I'm the happiest, healthiest I've ever been. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I way healthier than I was prior to that. And, but I, I was so worried about changing and now I'm so thankful for the changes. It's, it's kind of crazy. So if somebody's in that part, in that stage, listening, where you're just starting it and you're scared of losing who you, you are, you're still going to be you, but better. You'll be a better version of yourself, better version of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty exciting. It's it. I mean, if you can step back and really assess the whole big picture, it's, it's kind of exciting. Like that's just when you really realize that life really is a journey. Yeah. You can't be, you you're just here to serve your purpose. Now that you know your purpose, Correct. like rock on sister. Yes. <laughs> Go I do agree. you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's pretty exciting. I was in denial literally from my diagnosis. I was, I, I was told via driving, I was in my car driving when, the, when the doctor called me and told me over the phone and I was like, oh, I'm sorry, what? Like, same like you, like, are you, are you sure? <laughs> that can't be I'm healthy. I'm in fitness. I eat well, I exercise, blah, blah, blah. No way. I was in denial literally up until the night before my double mastectomy. And then I was a hot mess. I know. Doesn't it just do you, don't you remember that time just walking through it? Like you feel like you're in a dream. Like none of it seems real. I remember I trained five classes that morning, uh, the night before it was, um, September 21st and my, my double mastectomy was September 22nd. So, you know, that song about earth, wind and fire September. Yeah. Do you oh, remember yeah. the 21st yeah, yeah. night? Yeah. So every time I hear that song, I will cry now because that was part of my playlist. I taught five songs. I danced. I wore my pink cape. I had the best time. Those were like, that was my old me. And then it's almost, it's like COVID. You know, when COVID came in, it was kind of just like, yeah. Like, and then it was like right. kind of blurry. 
Like yes. that, in hindsight, I can look back and I feel like that's the same thing. Yeah. And there's probably one thing, the only one thing that really can make me sad and upset to this day, even talking and I'm going to try to keep it together while I do this. But, um, my daughter was nine when I was diagnosed. So she's still into snuggling, things like that. I can never feel her head on my chest. Oh, I can't feel her when I never thought about that. Yeah. You just have no feeling none. Nope. They don't like when you used to joke around and be like your boobs fall into your armpits, you know, like after you have kids, yeah. yeah, no, they're just like rocks. I have no feeling. I can't feel her head on my chest. Um, when we hug, it's just like, where bumpers. is the feeling? I mean, I can see you and I know they can't see us on the podcast, but where do you, is it just your breasts or is it like yeah. up here too? No, feeling. So just, there's no feeling there. Okay. No, so they're just crazy. like, yeah, I do have still, I'm completely numb on the left side where I had my, I mean, all that's pretty numb too. Like I really don't have much feeling there. Oh, so imagine that over your entire breasts. That's insane. I it can't is. like there's times that I just want to just like rip them off. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But anyway, so your book is going to be spectacular. I can't, I can't wait. To, wait. Yes. It's going to be amazing. So February 21st. Yes. 2001. 2022. Yeah. We're past that Shannon. We're in 2022. <laughs> Lots of twos going on there. I know. Lots I'm a numbers twos. girl. I know. I love it. Two, two, two. So you are big on social media. And yes, I am. So would you like to tell the listeners where they can find you? Yes. They can find me on Instagram is where I am most of the time. Jen Delvo, J-E-N-D-E-L-V-A-U-X. And I share reels on there. I share, I educate people on breast health. And then of course my, my website is jendelvo.com, J-E-N-D-E-L-V-A-U-X.com. And you can find all the ways to contact me there. Yes. And I'll put everything in the show notes as well. So everyone can find you, follow you, get in touch. So if you're newly diagnosed and you'd like to reach out to Jen or myself, by all means, please do. We are here. We literally are serving our purpose of being able to educate, empower, and inspire other women to navigate their own journey. We truly feel that way. We have so much in common, not only breast cancer, but fitness Yeah, and, and real estate. I know. That's How crazy, so crazy is that? It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. So you talk about having a happy, healthy life. So I, I like, whenever I do my sign off, I'm like your happy, yeah. healthy realtor. Oh Good. yeah. Right. So I'm, a, you know, I'd love to be able to provide someone with their, you know, their biggest investment, which is their home, but also their health. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And be able to have that, you know, a happy, healthy home, make yeah, the changes. I right. I love, love it. Do, do all the things. All the all things. Right. All right. So we're going to go ahead. so much. Oh, yes. sorry. We're, yeah, no, no, no. We're going to go ahead. If we had the link to your book, we would put that in there. But in the meantime, I'll go ahead and share it um, afterwards once your book is released. And we'll awesome. make sure we get that out there. And I'll be sure to put all of your information in the show notes. This has been really, really, really amazing. I'd love to so fun. you. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. All right, my friends. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this week's episode has somehow changed your life with a smile. If you're looking for guidance through your breast cancer journey, including your recovery, but don't know where to start, head over to shannonbros.com and let's chat. If you would like to be a guest on this podcast, know someone who would be a great guest or have topic ideas, email me at smile at shannonbros.com. Until next week, live well, laugh often, and love much.